All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, June 26th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a six game MLB main slate. Uh, we had the Travelers finishing yesterday with Keegan Bradley ultimately taking it down. And then looking ahead, uh, we have PGA in Detroit teeing off this. Thursday. So it should be a fun show. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You can reach us via support. You can reach us at support at SaberSim.com. You can send in questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. And you can also post questions live in the YouTube chat. So three methods of communication for this show here. Uh, with that being said, you know, going to get the app pulled up here. Hope everybody had a good weekend here. Um, feeling a little better myself for those of you who caught last week's show was feeling pretty down at the end of the week here, a little sick. So got a lot of rest. Uh, really looking forward to today's show. Appreciate everybody putting up with me, uh, congested and, and working slow here. So thank you guys. But first question of the day here, uh, from Jay Sams Jr. said, how often do you think the players hit their projections on average. Uh, so really good question here. I'm going to go back to the home screen where we can talk about this. Let's go back to today. I was doing some testing a little bit earlier here on uh, some single game stuff. So let's go to DraftKings. Uh, I think this is a really good question, right? How often does a player hit their projection? So we can, we can tell you that, right? We, we have that data here and it varies widely from pitchers versus batters here. So if we were to go to today's slate, let's look at the highest projected pitcher on today's slate. Spencer Strider, approximately 25 points here. Uh, this is his range of outcomes, right? You click on a player's name, you're going to see a uh, histogram of their range of outcomes from the Sims here. And 25 points is about right in this, uh, this, this bar here. And we're saying that, you know, he hits exactly 25 points about 12% of the time. Right. But that means that, you know, the other 88% of the time uh, could be, could be more, could be less. Right. But it all kind of averages out to about 25 points here. And then if we go look at batters, take the highest projected batter, Ronald Acuna Jr. Click on him, right. Approximately 10 points, uh, 10 point average projection here. We're saying that he only gets 10 points about 11% of the time. His highest outcome is zero, which happens about 21% of the time, which is one in five chance that he gets zero points. And then, you know, he has these huge, very high scoring outcomes, almost, you know, 40 points here, 1% of the time. So he's going to have, you know, a one in five chance of getting zero. He's going to have these super high 1% outcomes where he's getting 30 plus points. And then his average projections, he's only achieving about, you know, one in 10 times here. So really shows you uh, how, how hard it is, you know, to get to these average projections. Uh, so, so they're not the best indicator of how this person is going to do on, on any given slate. Right. So just understanding these range of outcomes, we can use this information to help build you better lineups, build you lineups with upside here. But I think that these visualizations are really good to look at every once in a while and kind of, uh, ground some of your expectations for these players and show you just how unlikely it is that they actually hit that exact projection that you see in the home screen. So good question to get us started here. Uh, next one from Hona Peanut here. And 
kind of a feature request says, is it possible to add GeoMean past uh, post build on the standard subscription? If so, how is it possible to add GeoMean post build on? Oh, same question twice. Uh, so, so the answer is no, not at the moment. Um, in the post build on the standard plan, you're going to have some ownership. Uh, the GeoMean summary statistic is basically a custom metric that you are uh, you're you're manipulating, you're creating that summary statistic through a custom projection. So um, I can take it back to the team as a feature request here and let the team know. But just for anybody watching, uh, this GeoMean value that I have here, it is something that I created as a custom metric. So I went into add a custom metric. I renamed it GeoMean, and then I did my own product GeoMean value here. So I'll take it back to the team because I know that's one that would be useful for all customers here. So feature request, uh, add GeoMean summary stat. And that is what I can do for you there, Peanut. All right, next question here from Kyle. Uh, this is our last question in the Discord here. I have one question in the uh, that came in via support. And then it looks like we have at least one question here in the YouTube chat. See a lot of people are tuning in. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, if anybody has any questions, now is always a great time to get those in. But this question from Kyle. Kyle said, can you clarify how the weights work in the custom metrics? I am modifying the Saberson projections based on whether the adjusted ownership is above or below Saberson ownership. I have been trying to create a custom metric that will put exposures of players closer to the SS exposures after running Sims with the new projections. Uh, yeah, so I can basically, I can totally walk through this for you here. So, so with your custom metrics, uh, it's, it's, it's basically a math formula and I'm just going to pull up Saber score here to kind of show you guys. So what it is literally doing is it is looking at the sum projection total here and it is time is it multiplying it by 0.3. So, if you look at the sum projection for this lineup, it is 105.2. If you multiply that by 0.3, then that number is going to be, you know, close to close to 30 here, right? Maybe 31.5. Uh, so it's it's really important to kind of understand what these do. And we could do an example here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my projection sum. And I'm going to do value. So value will be, you know, the, the 105. And then I'm going to do it times 0.1. So I'm expecting this to be 10.5. And then I'm going to do my ownership sum value. I'm going to add a weight. I'm going to do 0.1 just to make these easy. And then we're going to call this uh, sum projection plus own. And then this will be the name of our custom metric. I'm going to save that. So then what this number is, it is 19.6. So what this number should be is it should be this uh, 105.2, it should be 10% of that. So 10.52 plus 9.1, because not the sum ownership is 91% here. So this should be 9.1. So I should have 10.52 plus 9.1 is equal to 19.62. And then it just rounds it to the um, 10th decimal here, the first decimal point to get you 19.6. So that is what it is doing here. And you know, talking about like single game from earlier, uh, that's why the sim optimals is weighted so highly in the showdown format. So anytime you're building on sim diversity 10 for, you know, these single game slates that we have, 
uh, it's always 100 times sim optimals. If if you're familiar with the sim diversity 10 uh, saber score setting for these showdown slates, and it's it you know if you have two sim optimals, uh, if you if you times it by 100, it's it's 200, right? And then your sum projection, even if that is still you know 100, the sim optimals now outweighs that, right? But if your sim optimals is just weighted uh, at at one, then you know you're adding two, like literally the the value two to seventy two point five, which is your projected score, and your projected score is just gonna you know vastly outweigh the sim optimals. So when when people come into the MLB single game metric and they say, you know, why is sim optimals weighted so highly? It's it's just because sim optimals is such a small number to start with that it needs this big multiplier to have a strong impact because some projection and average adjusted ownership are just such bigger numbers here, uh, projected score of 72.5 and some ownership of 158% just vastly outweigh this, this sim optimals of two here. So we have to multiply it by a large number to get it to have the impact that we ultimately want. So that is why, you know, you see some of these big weights, uh, but there's no perfect way to do this, but that is how you do it, right? So what one thing I always say is like, hey, use the summary statistics here and use them to your advantage and recreate some of the metrics that you see here on the home screen and then figure out, you know, what where you want to go from there. So that's why I used, you know, a tenth of projected score plus a tenth of the sum ownership to create my new custom metric where I can manipulate the weights and understand the weights and then move on from there. So that is what I would recommend uh, trying out, Kyle, but really good question. All right. I'm going to hit this question that came in from support here, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat. So this question says from support, how do I ensure I'm not getting too much of one particular player in any given stack? I was doing a build 150 lineups, 5,000 pool with correlation eight, some diversity nine, focusing mostly on five man MLB stacks, forced these into 70% of lineups and one team had a particular starting pitcher in eight of their 10 lineups. I had mini Nick set at three players and the starting pitcher was only in 20% of my total lineups. I would have liked to see the starting pitcher in a few of the lineups, but anything more than three of the 10 lineups feels like too much. Basically, how do I ensure there's a good amount of diversity throughout my stacks when I build? Okay, really good question here. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do something similar here, right? Correlation eight, sim diversity nine. Gonna increase my pool to uh, five thousand lineups, and then I can just manipulate the number of lineups here in the post build. Uh, as you can see, I made no changes in the home screen, no stacking rules, no adjustments to stack types. Uh, you know, for these five stacks that we're talking about, I am of the opinion that. With 5,000 lineups, I can do all of these adjustments that I want in the post build and still have enough lineups to build my 150 set uh, without any other adjustments here, without running into unable to meet exposures. So I'm going to kind of walk through some of the changes that you are talking about and uh, exemplify them to the best of my ability. So I think that where we should start is, is you know, you said I had many uniques set at three players. Uh I think that, you know, this is probably, you could probably go much higher than this, right? So at a mini unique of three, if we're at 150 lineups here, you know, how far down in your pool have you gone at this moment? 
And you haven't gone really far, right? We're barely at lineup 234 out of 5,000. So this is in the top 5% of your pool here. Uh, I am of the uh, method that I like to go half halfway. So many weeks of five, uh, when there's 10 players in my DraftKings lineup, I'm saying that at least half of my lineup is different from every other lineup I have. This takes me down to lineup 1059, which is about 20% down in my pool here. Uh, so I'm okay. I like this starting point because I'm going to want to make further adjustments here. If you guys have listened to a lot of Jordan's content, what he says is he says, Hey, I like to find what the max is for many uniques here. So I'm trying seven. And at seven, it cannot work. So the mini uniques uh, would be a max of six here, it looks like. Once this loads, to, it's a uh, very intensive calculation. So at six, he would he would actually end up at five as well in this example here. Um, but if he's building less lineups, you know, like 20 lineups here, he might be able to get to eight and then he would do like seven. So one less than the max, but a couple different ways to do this here. I like being at five to start. And then from there, I can go to my stack types. Let's say I want to only play five stacks, right? So I'm going to zero out all of these four stacks here and three stacks. I think if you know you're only going to want to play five, if you're going to, if you want at least a five stack, that you could probably set a rule and be fine. But just for this example, I am going to. Uh, just do it all post build here. So let's see how much further down in my pool I've gone. I've gone down to lineup 1,730. So still not even halfway through my pool. I've guaranteed I'm only playing five stacks. I have at least five min uniques here. And then I'm going to go to my team stacks here. And what was like the next question here? So, so it seems like the question was, I had a particular starting pitcher in eight out of the 10 lineups. I was only comfortable with about three was, was the question here. So let's say that, you know, you have a team and I'm going to choose uh, Minnesota because there's about nine lineups here. So let's say, Hey, I want to look at my lineups that have Minnesota in them. I can use this plus magnifying glass. And then this will uh, filter out the nine Minnesota lineups I have. And then I can look at them, you know, with a fine tooth comb. That's why this is a magnifying glass. You know, I'm, I'm zooming in on those lineups to particularly look at them. And then let's say that there is a player in these lineups that is consistently showing up where maybe I don't want to play so much of that player. And best example here is going to be either Dylan C. Uh, let's say, let's say Dylan Cease, right? I see him in one, two, three, four, five lineups. So five out of my nine lineups have seats. That's more than half uh, grouped with these Minnesota five stacks, right? So, or Minnesota stacks in general. So maybe I don't want to do that, right? Maybe I only want to play three. So you can do a couple things here. One, you could trash these lineups here. So I'm zoomed in on my nine Minnesota lineups. You could use these trash, this trash icon and then get rid of some of these lineups. So what you're saying is like, hey, I'm fine with nine stacks of Minnesota, but I'm not fine with so many ceases, right? So I'm going to I'm gonna uh, trash these. Another option that you could do, another way to think about it, is that you could uh, lock in the lineups that you want with him and then uh, see, see how that affects it, right? So what you could do is like, hey, I like this lineup with cease. 
I like this other lineup with Cease, and then I like this other lineup with Cease, but I don't want to play these other ones uh, that have him, so then you could trash those ones, right? So this is going to be you coming in here and making adjustments to these lineups. Another thing that you can do, which we probably don't talk about enough, is you can manually adjust this lineup. So using this little pencil icon, you can click on this. This gives you the ability to alter any individual lineup uh, a single player at a time. So maybe I don't want to play Dylan Cease in this lineup. I can X him from the pitcher spot, and then I can go and find the next another pitcher that I want to play. Maybe I want to play Reed Detmers instead. I can insert Detmers into the lineup. I can save the lineup. It is going to alter the lineup here, and then it is going to apply this lock icon. So basically what this means is that, hey, you've manually altered this lineup. You must like this lineup. We're making the assumption that you want this lineup to be a part of your set. So we are going to make sure that regardless of any other changes you make from this point forward, this this particular lineup is always going to be a part of your set. So if you change your 150, let's say you change it to one, we're going to make sure that it is this one lineup here. So I'm going to get rid of my uh, Minnesota filter here. Get rid of that. I'm going to change my number of lineups from 150 to one here. And it's going to be that one Redetmer's altered lineup here. So we are always going to value your locked lineups first here. But, uh, you know, if, if you want to have that fine precision with your lineups, going in and using uh, locks, trash icons, altering lineups is going to be your best friend here. But that is why we have these options for you to, to, to do that last bit of curation here. But Really good question. I think that, you know, lastly, you said, how do I ensure there's a good amount of diversity throughout my stacks when I build? Um, increasing your mini uniques, you know, higher than three is, is going to be your best friend here. And looking at, you know, the exposures, your stack exposures versus your batter exposures. So I, I, I don't like to see when, you know, let's say I have this 36% New York stacks of the Mets. If I come into my batters and I see that, Hey, I have Starling Marte in 36.7% of my, my lineups here. So I'm equating that to saying, Hey, Marte is in every single stack of the Mets that I have. Uh, I don't love that. Right. So what I will do is come into the all batters tab, sort by team. And then I will, uh, you can, you can search by the team. So in the top, just put in NYM for New York Mets here, it'll bring you to your Mets. And then you can see how much exposure you have to each player, in the lineup here. So I like to look at the order and then I'll see, you know, okay. Um, one thing that's popping out to me is that Tommy Pham, who's batting ninth, I only have 6% exposure to him, but every other Mets player in this lineup, I have at least 13%. So at least two X uh, exposure to every other Mets batter here. So maybe I want Tommy Pham to be at least 13% as well. And then what you're doing is you're, you're forcing the builder to, find different ways to stack this team. And then what the builder tells me feedback for me is like, Hey, I can't do that. But what it does tell you, it'll tell you how much exposure it can give you. So it'll say, Hey, you know, from our 6%, you requested 13. I can only do 11.3. So then I'll change my 13 down to 11 hit apply. And now I've met the builder basically halfway or a little more than halfway uh, closer to almost 2x, right? So we went from 6% Tommy Fam to 11.3, so really close to 12 there. And I've I've made the builder figure out different ways to stack this Mets team. So you can see these stack combinations, right? So I have a, a one, two, five, six, eight 
I have a uh, one, two, three, four, six. I have a, you know, one, two, three, five, eight. So um, it's going to find these altered stack combinations for you based on, you know, your, your precision here with making, telling the builder, Hey, I want to get to all Mets batters today. So I think that's another way going, going in by uh, sorting by team, searching for a team and then figuring out uh, how much exposure you have to the entire lineup as a whole here. But really good question. Uh, we will get a timestamp recording of this answer back over to you from support. So thank you for the question. All right. We are jumping over to the YouTube chat. Uh, just one question here. And, uh, you know, still have a lot of people tuning in. So now is a really good time to ask any questions that might be on your guys' mind. Chances are somebody else has the same exact question and will gain something from the response here. So uh, do your peers a solid and uh, get some questions in the queue here. But Mike said, Andrew, in watching your videos on your process last week in FanDuel, would you do the mini unique similar to DK for MME? Uh, so yes, I would. But I think that FanDuel has nine players in, the, um, in your lineup and DraftKings has 10. So just like make, remember that, you know, that the less players in the lineup, the less mini uniques that you're going to be able to get to here. So let me just check. So one pitcher, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So there's nine players here. Uh, I'm, I'm okay starting with even four here, you know, something around half. So you can start with four, uh, you can start with five and then kind of go from there. And the reason I like that is because I, I think that it's okay if you want to like max it out. If you want to max out mini uniques and start from there, you know, I'm, I'm kind of starting over here on FanDuel right now and not enough lineups at seven mini uniques. Let's try six. I'm letting this process. So at six mini uniques, there, there is uh, enough lineups to have 150 different here. But, you know, you're going to make changes and, you know, you might run into that unable to meet exposures uh, button here. And then what I always say is like, hey, when you get to that unable to meet exposures uh, intersection, so you have like many uniques going straight, you, you, you have that unable to meet exposures from a stack type or a team stack or something like that. And, and you're at that point and you're trying to figure out, you know, what do I do, right? Uh, the, there are three options, really. One is lower your mini uniques if the team stacks that you are setting are more important than the mini uniques. Option two is to revert the team stacks that you're setting to either a lower number that the builder can accommodate or to the original number that the builder had to begin with and maintain your diversity in your lineups. Or option three is go back to the home screen and start over here. Uh, I, I don't love option three here. That's why it's option three. But for me, it's, it's hey, what's more important, the min uniques or the min exposures to these teams or players or whoever that I am setting. And then I will uh, give it, give, give a, give the builder, you know, leeway in one area to get the result I want on the other side here. So a uh, very similar process for FanDuel. Just understand the difference in the number of players in the lineup. All right. Question here from Albus in the Office Hour channel. Thank you, Albus. 
Carson says, for a small state like today's MLB, how aggressively do you fade games with weather risk? Uh, really good question. And the answer depends on the ownership for me. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, you know, this, this question should be answered differently for FanDuel versus DraftKings just to start with, because on FanDuel, if a, uh, let's say that, you know, there's, I think there's weather today in the Milwaukee and the Mets game. If there is weather risk here, and they start the game in a delay. So, you know, first pitch is never thrown. If this game ends up getting postponed, they will unlock the game. So all of your, uh, they'll, they'll basically, they'll move the start time to the last game of the night. So they'll change this 4.10 p.m., which I'm on the West Coast start time, to this 6.40 p.m. start. And then that will unlock all of your players from that game. And then you could swap them out, right? So I think that you could be much more aggressive with weather games on FanDuel than DraftKings. If, if DraftKings, they start in a delay, they postpone, you're screwed, right? You're done. Uh, you know, <laughs> chalk it up till tomorrow. So so you got to be a little careful there. But let's say that, you know, you're playing on DraftKings, right? Where where whether uh, these decisions pre-lock are a little more important. If the Mets are super chalky, which I don't know if they are or not, I'm more likely to to fade chalky weather games and much more likely to play unchalky weather games so if that makes sense so if there's if there's you know ppd risk uh postponement risk on this game but one of the teams is very chalky i am very happy to fade it and hope it gets postponed or you know hope the weather is really bad and and you know it's not good hitting weather it's cold it's it's wet uh hopefully a lot of runs aren't scored but but let's say that you know there's a postponement risk and it's a small slate like we said and these teams are pretty low ownership here like the Mets are today you know 5 to 10% stock exposure just guessing here uh i'm okay playing them right i'm i'm taking a risk for sure I might not put them in, you know, a huge amount of my lineups, but I'm okay with some exposure here and trying to take advantage. People might want to get off of this game even further, and that is an opportunity for you to play a low-owned team with a good run total of 5.1 here that in our build that we already ran look like they have a good chance of being a top stack today. So I, I would take a chance on them, right? But one, like you said, small slate versus large slate, you know, how many games are on the slate? is going to depend how you answer this question on a big, you know, 13 game slate. If there's postponement risk, I'm probably just Xing it. There are enough games and teams on the slate to get there a different way. Uh, baseball is one of those sports where, you know, you could, uh, I saw, I saw in the uh, DFS daily newsletter recently that Dr. Toy, a Saberson user came in second place on one of the high stakes FanDuel contests. And he lost by 0.01 points, uh, which is brutal. And him and the person who got first place only had one player similar in, in, in their lineup. Right. So in, in NBA, you're probably not going to see that, right. You're going to see a lot of similar players uh, in those top lineups, but on baseball, you can get different and still score very highly. Uh, So, so that's really cool. Right. So that kind of uh, is just one snippet example of like, Hey, you could use a different team and still kind of get there. Right. You don't need to assume so much risk in this scenario, but that's how I'm approaching it. So large slate, probably Xing, small slate, uh, taking some shots on these weather games, depending on the ownership of the players and teams. But I think that's a really good question. All right. Uh, we are all cut up 
with questions at the moment while we wait for any last questions to come in here. I just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on owner's box, highly recommend taking advantage of it. We partnered with owner's box at the beginning of the MLB season here. It's been a great uh, partnership to date. A lot of the contests continue to overlay, have no rake or reduced rake here. A lot of the competition is going to be softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo. If you use promo code Saber or Saber Salmon, when you sign up, get a $500 deposit bonus and we will track your entry fees and you can earn free months of SaberSim just by playing over on owner's box. Each time you hit one of these entry fee thresholds, we will reach out to you, tell you, Hey, you have earned a free month of SaberSim. When you cash in on that free month, we will reset your tracking to zero. You can start earning uh, towards your next free month right away. And there is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn. So highly recommend taking advantage of this promotion while it lasts. But, with that being said, everybody, a great show today. Appreciate everybody tuning in. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there until tomorrow. That gives us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of our next show here. But until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.